When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Welcome to another exciting edition of Talking Real Money Daily. I'm Don McDonald, and I was looking through all the questions, and I came to the conclusion that we need yet one more catch-up day because there's still a lot of them. So instead of having, I gotta, I'm, I'm saving all my topics for tomorrow's show because I'm doing the show alone tomorrow. Tom is heading out on vacation. So if you just want to call me tomorrow live, if you have a question, you can call between noon and two Eastern or three to five Pacific at uh, the same number, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. That's a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week number for your questions where you can record them but if you want to talk with me live the only time is saturday noon to 2 eastern 855-935-TALK okay love to hear from you got some great topics for tomorrow uh really good ones couple that are just infuriating but you know i easily infuriate particularly when it comes to the financial services industry so we're going to go through the questions we're going to start with one that came in online that came in through the talking real money website where you go to talkingrealmoney.com and then hit the contact us button and send your question in that way um or you can call it in at 855-935-TALK we'll start with the really easy one first i'll work my way up to the really long one later we'll start with the easy one here it is. Is there a compatible Fidelity or Schwab fund to the Vanguard VTWAX or Vanguard Total World Stock Index Fund Admiral Shares? Because you might as well get the Admiral Shares now and pay less. I prefer to diversify across several companies. I do not want all Vanguard. Let me answer the question you didn't ask first. You said you don't want to have just Vanguard funds, and my question is, why? Vanguard is ginormous. Their accounts are insured. You cannot lose your money to Vanguard. There is no way. They're held by an independent custodian anyway. Uh, The only way you could lose it all is if the entire global stock market went down, and that would affect them all everywhere anyway. The reason we suggest the VTWAX, the Vanguard Total World Stock Index, is because you get the entire global market, well, semblance of the entire global market. There are probably about 5,000 more stocks in the global market, but those are very difficult to trade, so they, they don't work well in a mass market index fund. That's another story. But you get them all in one fund which makes it very convenient and very easy for us to suggest as a one-fund solution or a two-fund solution along with the bond funds. Yes, Schwab and Fidelity have a way to get similar products, but you have to use two funds, a total 
U.S. and a total international. And the Schwab total U.S. and total international together, oh, they have about half the stocks that Vanguard has. So you don't get the same diversification. Now, with Fidelity, if you use the, the Fidelity total market index and the total international index, combine those 50-50 or so, you're going to get 8,000-some-odd stocks or just a few hundred stocks less than Vanguard provides. So if you must have a Fidelity fund, you can't get one. You must have funds. Get those two funds. Their symbols are, I just wrote them down here, FSKAX, that's the U.S., and FTIHX, that's the international. And between the two, you would have just a smidge over 8,000, whereas Vanguard has about 8,800 stocks in their one-fund solution. And that's why we suggest it so often, because it's a one-fund solution. All of their costs across the board are low. Fidelities are actually a little lower, but we're into such low costs now that the differences are going to be negligible. So check that out. That's a pretty darn good those, – those are – it's hard to say. Those are pretty darn good products. And speaking of our two-fund solution, let's take this call. Hi, Don and Tom. Thanks a lot for taking my question. Uh, this is uh, Prasad. My question relates to the two-fund recommendation you make on the podcast. You talk about the total world stock fund and total U.S. bond fund. Um, my specific question is, what if I use total world bond fund instead of just total U.S. bond fund? In other words, have a total world stock and total world bond. And uh, at least uh, Vanguard has an ETF version for the total world bond fund. I appreciate your insights. Thank you very much. Hmm. Well, one of the, there are a number of reasons why we don't suggest a, a global bond fund. One, they're really hard to find. Global index funds, really hard to find. Um, one of the reasons we don't suggest an international fund is because to eliminate the currency risk, which you have since your accounts are denominated in U.S. dollars, they have to currency hedge. And currency hedging reduces returns because it costs money. So you're reducing your return to keep a semblance of low volatility. And you're really not going to... I believe long-term you're going to make less money because of that, and it's borne out by the current SEC. From the Vanguard Total Bond Index, the SEC yield is just under 3%. That's the 30-day SEC yield. And I believe in large part because of currency hedging, also because there are a number of, well, a couple of foreign bonds that are yielding negative percentages. The Vanguard Total Index is a 0.75 30-day SEC yield. And I really don't see why there's a need. If you're earning money in the U.S., you're earning money in U.S. dollars. And we only put bond funds in, not because of their big return, because they don't have a big return. We put bond funds into portfolios because they reduce volatility. And the Vanguard Total Bond Index does a pretty good job of that it's very well diversified among u.s and uh, u.s government and corporates 
and you will not have the, uh, the you won't have as, as extreme volatility over the, the the entire portfolio. So that is my opinion. That's Tom's opinion. I don't think you need it, but you can always add it if you want. I don't see the benefit. Don't see any benefit at all. 855-935-TALK is our number, 855-935-8255. Or you can drop a question to us at TalkingRealMoney.com where we're heading next for a written, really long question. I'm trying to help two elderly couples with some serious financial situations. I'm wondering what you'd recommend. Couple number one. The elderly husband got some seriously bad news about his heart. His doctor scheduled surgery. He had the surgery to the tune of $200,000 and then was informed that he'd not gotten pre-approved by the insurance company, so their Medicare additional insurance company won't pay. Oops, is there any recourse? Wow, two hundred grand. Yeah, of course there's recourse. Is there simple recourse? Probably not. Uh, this is not an area of great expertise on my part, but um, somebody's responsible for that, and it probably isn't the patient. Somebody should have gotten pre-approval, which means it's probably a good idea to spend a couple of hundred bucks consulting with an attorney. There is likely recourse. And I don't know whether it's recourse at the Medicare level or at the hospital level or if they're, you're going to have to take some legal action against somebody somewhere for not doing what they should know they have to do. Couple number two, in their early 80s, worked for charities at a very low income and also gave a lot to charity. They've retired house rich and cash poor with about $30,000 in expenses and $25,000 in income, mostly Social Security of the husband. They've got about $30,000 in savings, nothing else other than their house. It's worth about $230,000, but has condominium fees of at least $4,000 per month. That's what it says. As well as possible major work like roofs and sightings that the condo association will likely require. Ideally, I'd like to see them in a smaller house, but they're not seeing much that's decent for their health below $180,000. Should they be looking at reverse mortgages or home equity loans? You mentioned the possibility of a promissory note in a recent podcast. How does that work? Wow. These are tricky, difficult problems. In the case of the house, ah, this... This just illustrates why I have such a general problem with condominiums. Condominium owners have a nasty habit of wanting uh, to avoid paying for the repairs necessary that will be necessary down the road and passing it off to future owners. They don't properly fund their reserves. And that sounds like the case here. 4000 a month? That can't be right. That has to be four thousand a year. If it's four thousand a month, and they have twenty five thousand dollars in income, well, wait. You said they had thirty thousand in expenses. That just can't be right. If it's four thousand a month, they're bankrupt any second. 
and they'll never be able to sell that condo if that's the case. I'm hoping maybe it's 400 a month. Let's say 400. That even that's ridiculous. Um, and if they're looking at major special assessments down the road, well, they're gonna they're they're gonna wipe their savings out in no time. They're gonna wipe their income out in no time. What has to happen? What has to happen is that the condo needs to be sold. That money that's being spent every month is consider that rent. They're in their eighties. With the two hundred thousand or two hundred and thirty thousand that they might get for the house, plus the thirty thousand that they have in savings, they should be able to rent rent for the rest of their life. They should not buy another house because houses are expensive. Houses tie up your capital. They don't need to own at this point. Let's assume, for argument's sake, they live another 10 to 15 years. If they're renting at, and if there's a condo for that price in your area, then rents have to be in the $1,000 a month to maybe $1,200 a month range. They would be much better off, much better off investing this very, very safely in rolling CDs or something, laddered CDs, and renting than they would be buying. I would suggest they sell that condo. I know it. it's a difficult thing for people who grew up owning. It is. It's very hard. But there's not a lot of life left, and they need money more than they need a paid-up house. There's nobody who needs to inherit anything in this couple's case. They need to spend what they have to live the rest of their life. You can send your questions in via the website, TalkingRealMoney.com, or you can call them in to 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. And we've got one last question before we call it a week until I do the live show tomorrow. And uh, here it is. Senior Don, uh, appreciate the show that you and Tom do. It's great, great stuff. Um, I'm one of those fire millennials that you guys love so much. Um, I'm hope I'm hoping to retire in my 40s um and i'm currently contributing as much as i can to a roth 401k and my question is um when i eventually roll that roth 401k over to a roth ira um, will those contributions be accessible tax and penalty free i know the earnings probably won't but the contributions that i made to a roth 401k when i roll that over to a roth ira will there be any um penalties on taking out those contributions will i have to wait five years like the five-year conversion rule does that apply for a roth 401k um or anything else i need to know all right hey thanks a lot Bye. i don't understand this whole fire thing sorry i don't i mean i understand the fi part i don't understand the re part financial independence great retire early why you didn't say what you were going to do for the next 40 to 50 to 60 years of your life i hope it's something that involves either good deeds or making some money along the way but the question really is about the roth 401k transferring that to a roth ira or keeping it in the roth 401k and the tra- the uh, the tax ramifications thereof 
You cannot use your Roth 401k to live on. You can't do it. You're going to pay a penalty unless you use it for a few qualified purposes. You can use it if you become disabled. You can use it if you die. You can use it for medical expenses. Uh, You can pay some medical insurance premiums if you're receiving unemployment. It really gets complicated. Uh, You can buy a first-time home up to $10,000. But basically, your Roth IRA is meant to be used after age 59 and a half, as most of these qualified plans are meant to do. So if you're going to retire in your 40s, you might want to back off on your Roth Roth 401k contributions and start putting more money into just a regular taxable account and use tax-managed mutual funds within that account. But again, it's you know, it sounds nice to retire at 40, but I got to tell you, if I had retired at 40 at the time, I, I probably would. I would have thought, wow, this is going to be fun. Uh, I, 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 it would have been miserable looking back at it. So, you know, these wisdom glasses I wear are there for a reason. Yes, it's the voice of an old man who probably could be your father. But, you know, we've lived through a couple of things. I can't even imagine. You probably go back to work. So have a pool of money to, to take a, uh, a hiatus from work for a while. Have some money for that. Leave the Roth alone. 855-935-TALK is our number. 855-935-8255. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Or you can call me live on Saturday from noon to 2 Pacific, noon to 2 Eastern, 3 to 5. No, noon to 2 Pacific, 3 to 5 Eastern. I always do my time zone things wrong. I'm confused. It's been a long week, and I still have more to do. I still got to do a morning report for uh, Como Radio. So I'm going to call this a podcast. Thanks for listening. If you need a little help with your money that's, uh, well, a little more than just a quick phone call to this podcast, go to TalkingRealMoney.com and meet with one of Vestry's advisors. Vestry is, is a firm that Tom and I started 10 years ago. We manage $450 million, fee only, 100% fiduciary. But one of the things we decided when we started the firm was that we would help anybody who asks. And we will just go to the website, set up an appointment with one of our advisors. They won't try to sell you anything. They will help you out. If you ever do want to become a client, you'll find our fees are lower than almost any full service, 100% fiduciary advisor in the country. So check us out at vestry.com or go to talkingrealmoney.com and just click on the set an appointment button and that'll work for you. And thanks for listening and have a great weekend. Talk to you soon. I'm Don McDonald. that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy.